Apple Media is proud to celebrate 100 years as one of America's most influential radio stations and New York's first. WABC. WLIRFM Hampton Bays. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Now, here's Juliet Huddy and Frank Morano. Well, good morning. Deb Valentine in with you this bright and early Monday morning for Frank Morano and Juliet Huddy. Hope you had a great weekend. Let's take a look at our top five at five. This, this is the top five at five. The death toll nearing 100 now after tornadoes ripped through America's heartland over the weekend, causing historic devastation. Five states hit in all. While turning the tables on Empire actor Jussie Smollett, the Windy City plans to sue Smollett. Now it's all over his fake homophobic and racist attack in Chicago back in 2019. On New York City's incoming Democratic mayor-elect, Eric Adams has vowed to honor whistleblower cop Frank Serpico. U.S. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky is bashing those new travel restrictions due to the Omicron variant. Paul told 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis Sunday that the new restrictions simply will not stop the spread. Uncle Sam collected a record amount of taxes for the start of fiscal 2022 to the tune of over $565 billion for the months of October and November, but spent beyond the record haul. All right, WABC News Time 502. Tornadoes ripping through America's heartland over the weekend, leaving behind death, injury, and destruction. Those twisters tearing through a total of six states, leaving behind hundreds of miles of devastation. Kentucky, hardest hit Friday night. Here's Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir. I know we've lost more than 80 Kentuckians. That number is, is going to exceed more than 100. Uh, this is the deadliest tornado event we have ever had. I think it's going to be the the longest and and deadliest tornado event in U.S. history. We know that one of these tornadoes was on the ground over 227 miles, and Jake, 200 were in Kentucky. I've got towns that are gone, that are just, I mean, gone. The the my dad's hometown, um, half of it uh, in in standing. It is hard to describe. The death toll in Kentucky has now climbed to 94 alone. It is the deadliest storm in the state's history. A judge, a three-year-old boy among the casualties. Recovery efforts continue. The twister derailed a freight train in Kentucky as well. Over in Arkansas, Governor Asa Hutchinson. Uh, it's too early to tell on that, but uh, we have hundreds and hundreds of homes that have been lost, businesses that have been totally destroyed, uh, there's going to be, of course, uh, the shelter and other costs associated with it. And there's a lot of, of public uh, uh, infrastructure that has been damaged through this, from fire stations to otherwise. Uh, I talked to President uh, Biden yesterday. He assured that they would cut through any red tape that was necessary. They want to help in the response. And uh, so that helps build confidence. We've got to make the assessment and then determine exactly what those dollar figures are. And it's too early to tell at this point. Mm -hmm. In looking.
And meanwhile, the death toll at the Mayfield Consumer Products Factory in Kentucky, not as high as they had originally feared. Eight people there are confirmed dead, eight missing, more than 90 have been located. It was originally feared that 40 of those 110 workers were killed. At least 14 people are dead in four other states, Illinois, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Missouri. Now, over the weekend, President Biden pointed to climate change in mourning people killed when at least 30 tornadoes hit those states Friday night. Speaking from Wilmington, Delaware, the president promised federal help as soon as possible after declaring an emergency and ordering assistance for Kentucky towns ravaged by these twisters. But what happens now is this is a very unusual event. It's almost like the tornado going through Arkansas picked uh, cities along the path. Many times there are more rural areas. Here we hit multiple towns causing enormous uh, loss of homes and businesses. So the recovery is going to be longer. Uh, I would encourage people to look at uh, their uh, American Red Cross, uh, the church groups that help us in providing uh, immediate housing, uh, but also water. And that's a way that everybody can help. And, of course, Arkansas Governor Hutchinson there again. Now, President Biden said, all I know is that the intensity of the weather across the board has some impact as a consequence of the warming of the planet and climate change, he said over the weekend. All right. Moving over to Chicago, officials in the windy city of Chicago turning the tables on Empire actor Jesse Smollett. The city of Chicago confirms it will sue the actor for investigative costs. Smollett was convicted last week of staging a racist and homophobic attack involving two Nigerians in an effort to try and bolster his career. So Chicago plans to sue Smollett for $130,000. The Empire actor made headlines back in 2019, you might remember, after he claimed he was victimized in this racist, homophobic attack. Investigators soon discovered his claims were simply a hoax. Well, incoming New York City Mayor Eric Adams plans to honor former whistleblower cop Frank Serpico. You might remember Serpico exposed corruption within the department. He was shot in his eye during a 1971 drug raid. His story inspired the movie Serpico, starring actor Al Pacino. Adams plans to honor Serpico with a proper ceremony and medal, which was denied to him about a half century ago. On Twitter, Adams announced that he will see to it that Serpico receives the Medal of Honor. And, uh, of course, Adams, a former NYPD officer, said Serpico's bravery inspired his law enforcement career, tweeting, we're going to make sure you get your due, Adams wrote on Saturday. All right, a Republican senator is sounding the alarm all over those new travel bans put in place due to the Omicron variant. The COVID-19 variant originated in South Africa and has spread to the U.S., and around the globe, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul told 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis on 77 WABC Sunday that travel bans are not going to work. Paul says the travel restrictions will not prevent the spread of the virus. Fauci's uh, impulse to authoritarianism is what I call it. His, his gut reaction, his immediate knee-jerk reaction to everything is to take away your liberty. I mean, look, all they had to hear was a sniff of this new variant from South Africa, and they're freaking out with all the new things they're going to require you to do. And, of course, the variant now reported in at least half of the U.S. states and in over 40 countries. All right, 507 here at 77 WABC. Let's get a check on traffic and transit. 
All right, Deb, well, we got a problem coming inbound this morning as you travel at the uh, George Washington Bridge. Apparently, this is going to be, as you come inbound I-95, the express lanes right at exit 69. There is an overturned tractor trailer. It's in the process of being cleared up and out of the way. So as you come inbound, you're going to have this problem, though. The right lane is out in the local lanes. Now, this happened a couple of hours ago, so it'll probably be a little while before they get it completely cleared. So we're going to have some issues getting to the George Washington Bridge this morning. Also, on the Deegan northbound up at the Moshaloo, there was an accident. That has now been cleared. Mass transit looks to be pretty good, at least so far, on alternate side of the street. Parking rules, once again today, are going to be in effect. The support of service and Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you're earning your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. With traffic on the 7th, I'm Joe Nolan, Talk Radio 77, WABC. All right, Joe, and sorry about that Jets loss yesterday. Uh, my, right. oh, my, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've got the roads and the rails down. Let's check your forecast. From the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, sunny today, our highs 54, winds to 14 miles per hour. The overnight low is 40, mostly clear skies. Tomorrow, sunshine with a high of 51. Well, federal tax collections have actually hit a new record for the first two months of the fiscal year. However, the federal government spending under the Biden administration is actually outpacing the new record haul. Uncle Sam collected a whopping $565 billion plus through November, but under the Biden administration, they actually spent more money than they took in. A new record was set for the months of October and November, the first two fiscal months of 2022. And despite that record haul, the feds spent over $921 billion. All right, back here in New York, there is furor over Democratic New York Governor Kathy Hochul's new mask or vax mandate due to COVID-19. Business owners blasting her announcement, saying it's like getting a lump of coal in their stocking for Christmas. Here's what happened. Hochul has ordered retailers in the Empire State to mandate that workers and customers wear masks or show proof of vaccinations. And that new mandate begins today. Well, denials from Russia's president, Vladimir Putin. Putin last night denied Russia planned to seize territory from Ukraine. And he even accused Britain and its allies, including the U.S., of demolishing his country. Putin's comments come in reaction to G7 ministers warning that Russia faces massive consequences if it invaded its neighbor. Now, countries, including the U.S., have warned Russia of imposing sanctions following a reported buildup of Russian troops at the Ukraine border. Well, this may come as no surprise to you. Crime up again in New York City. Officials say November saw a huge jump in subway robberies and overall felonies underground. That, according to new stats that are out ahead of today's MTA Transit Committee meeting, Now, it shows that felony robberies more than doubled from October to November of this year, from 40 to 88. Now, overall felonies, including grand larceny and assault, jumped 45 percent month over month, these new documents show. Now, as for the NYPD, they have recorded a 79 percent increase in hate crimes. That was driven by a 24% spike in attacks based on sexual orientation and a 23% spike in Asian attacks. Now, according to the MTA's board materials, this, the, there were 235 so-called major felonies in November, and uh, they fell just under the 244 felonies reported by the NYPD in October 2019. So according to the MTA records, pre-pandemic, when over 2 million people were actually riding the subways each and every day, 
Grand larceny accounts for the majority of crimes recorded by cops two Novembers ago, but last month records show a 51% spike in robberies. That compares to 2019. All right, not long to go before New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio is out, and uh, he says that he is not completely on board with that new law allowing non-citizens to vote in municipal elections. The Democratic mayor only briefly talked about his decision to sign the bill allowing non-citizens to vote during an interview with Fox News on Sunday, while also saying he has issues with this very controversial issue. On Fox News Sunday, de Blasio admitted he is not 100 percent behind allowing non-citizens to vote. And he then immediately avoided further comments, switching to what he said was a more pressing concern dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. So I'm going to argue to you that mandates work and it's time since I put mandates in place in New York City starting in August. We've seen over a million more doses, Uh, 71% of our people fully vaccinated. A lot of those people made the decision because the mandate was there and it was the thing that moved them. And it's it's keeping people alive. So I, I do agree with you. We have to take all the factors into account, but we've proven that mandates work. And now we're up against a new enemy with this new variant. We've got to have a strategy to fight back. Now, de Blasio also said that he thinks there are big legal questions surrounding that bill. The bill allows roughly 800,000 non-citizens to vote in citywide elections, including green card holders and those with work authorization, provided they have lived in the city for at least 30 consecutive days prior to an election. Now, de Blasio also asked on Fox News on Sunday if he'll run for governor of New York. 28% had a favorable opinion, 55% unfavorable. Mayor, do you really have a shot? Chris, uh, that poll you showed, that horse race, that reminds me of pretty much every election I've ever been in. I've been an underdog many, many times. It's not where you start, it's where you finish. And elections are a chance to tell people your vision and and what you've done. My vision is that we've got to change a lot of things in this state. And all right. So meanwhile, you might remember last week, State Attorney General Letitia James said that she is not running. She's bowing out. She said last week that instead she'll be focusing on ongoing investigations. Well, listen to this. New York City taxpayers are on the hook for overtime salaries of New York City sanitation workers to the tune of $100,000 or more. And that has caused some salaries within the New York City Sanitation Department to approach over $300,000. And the city is blaming whopping overtime salaries for that during COVID-19. Some 94 sanitation workers have, according to the New York Post, pocketed $100,000 plus in overtime. Now, that includes workers out on the street and supervisors hauling in massive OT last year. The OT actually pushed some salaries to almost $300,000, according to payroll records. And by comparison, back in 2019-2020 fiscal year, only six sanitation employees reaped in six figures. All right. WABC News time is 5.15. Let's give a quick check of sports. NBA action. We have the Knicks fall to Milwaukee, 112 to 97. It was the Brooklyn Nets over Detroit, 116 to 104 on the ice. Nashville over the Rangers. NFL action. New Orleans beat the Jets 30 to 9. On tap today, we've got some NFL action tonight. It's the LA Rams at Arizona. Kickoff there is at 8.15. 
And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Light winds today to 14 miles per hour. We've got sunshine and a high of 54, mostly clear skies. The overnight low is 40. Tomorrow, look for sunshine, the high 51. A partly sunny day on Wednesday with a high of 53. And that's your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. All right, bail reform rearing its ugly head again. Uh, we'll have Joe Nolan coming up very momentarily. A serial pickpocket busted again, but released. He's been arrested more than 30, 30 times here in New York City. This guy, 65-year-old Gary Teasley. He's known to dress to the nines during his alleged crimes, arrested again for pickpocketing at Rockefeller Center and then released. Now, the NYPD says the latest arrest targeted unsuspecting tourists at the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. So this guy arrested Gary Teasley and let out again. The ex-con didn't even get slapped with a supervised release restriction, much less bail following his latest arrest. All right, we've got 517 on the dot. Let's get a check on the roads with Joe Nolan. Morning, Joe. Hey, good morning, Deb. Morning, everybody. And again, we've got a pretty big problem heading inbound to the George Washington Bridge now. Both uh, one lane shut in both the local and express lanes, the left lane of the express, the right lane of the locals. This happened around 3 a.m. It's an overturned tractor trailer. So as you come inbound, you're going to have that issue. Now, other than that, really not all that big of a deal, at least not yet. LIE, northern, southern states, all three moving pretty well. Heading westbound through Nassau County into the city. Same thing at the Lincoln and Holland Tunnels. Now, we do have a subway problem. There's no number two service at 241st street that because of an nypd investigation and alternate side of the street parking rules are in effect today i'm joe nolan with traffic on talk radio 77 wabc all right thank you joe nolan yep all right bad grades again for potus are you surprised americans responded to a new poll this one done by ABC News, it mirrors a bunch of other polls we've told you about here on 77 WABC. So this was an ABC News public opinion poll. It hammers Democratic President Joe Biden over issues, the big issues like inflation, crime, as well as the sinking economy. The only positive response in this comes from his response to the COVID-19 pandemic a little bit. All right. The poll released Sunday finds 69% of Americans give President Biden a thumbs down when it comes to inflation. Only 28% approving, 57% disapprove of his handling of the economy and the economic recovery. And weighing in on this, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, weighs in on these dismal numbers. I don't think the country's confused. There, there are two polls this week that really struck me. One was uh, somebody asked the question of Democrats, who would you like to see run in 2024? And only 22% of them mentioned Joe Biden. And the president was asked by Jimmy Fallon if he even pays attention to any of these polls. How, how much do you pay attention to approval ratings? Well, not anymore. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I would pay attention in the, in the mid-60s. Not in the mid-40s. I, I don't pay attention anymore. How, how- All right. And Biden, in this new ABC poll, he also gets poor marks for his handling of this uh, big issue, especially here in New York, with gun violence. 
with 66% of respondents disapproving, 32% approve. Now, on crime, 61% disapprove, 36% approve. And on this big issue of immigration with all of these migrants coming across the border, 63% disapprove, 34% approve. The president's job approval ratings have been tanking, you might remember, since August. All right. Senior Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina calling out Democrats. Lindsey Graham saying Democrats must quit lying over their Build Back Better agenda and its cost. The Congressional Budget Office says the bill would add a whopping three trillion, yes, three trillion with a T dollars to the federal deficit. Here's Graham. Between historic highs in inflation, the true cost of the bill now being known, the effect on the deficit, the total cost of the bill, these two things combine to kill Build Back Better unless you're completely insane. Unless you're so ideologically driven, you don't give a damn about the numbers. That you're so blind to your government, your dream of growing the government, that you're not listening to the facts. Joe Manchin, I believe, will listen to the facts. The radical left could care less. They are on a mission to pass this monstrosity come hell or high water. I think today we show that this their twin daggers aimed at the heart of the American economy between soaring inflation and the true cost of Build Back Better. These are two daggers that will stab the economy in the heart and destroy the ability of working people to make it in this country. So, yeah, the Congressional Budget Office says the bill will add a whopping $3 trillion to the federal deficit. Graham called for the U.S. House of Representatives to re-vote on the massive spending package. Meanwhile, President Biden on Jimmy Fallon was asked if Build Back Better will pass before the new year. Well, I hope it will. You know, I don't have a single Republican vote right now to pass it. Um, And uh, so it's going to be tough. But I think we can get it done. And uh, if we don't get it, I'm going to keep at it till we get it done. And, of course, 2022 is when the midterm elections are. And Democrats Democrats want to get this through, of course, before that election year. And, you know, I have to tell you, Graham also said, of course, Graham from South Carolina had also mentioned that Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia had told him the bill was full of gimmicks. And, again, that Congressional Budget Office report that was released last week estimated that the Build Back Better Act would increase the federal deficit by $3 trillion over 10 years if all of the included provisions were actually made permanent. All right, 523 here at 77 WABC. Well, the U.S. Supreme Court will likely hear the effort by Donald Trump, of course, former President Donald Trump, to keep presidential records private. You might remember last week we told you about it. An appeals court ruled for the release of records as requested by the House Committee investigating the January 6th riot. It raised the issue of the president invoking executive privilege. And a Trump spokesperson last week responded to that decision Thursday night last week, saying that the president intends to seek Supreme Court review. Here's what spokesperson Liz Harrington said last week. Regardless of today's decision by the appeals court, the case was always destined for the U.S. Supreme Court, said Harrington. She said on Twitter, President Trump's duty to defend the Constitution and the office of the presidency continues, and he will keep fighting for each and every American and every future 
administration, feeling that, uh, of course, uh, presidential privilege comes into play here. Well, two-time failed Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Newton Clinton, I beg your pardon, in the news again, she says Americans simply will not recognize our country if Trump wins in 2024. Now, of course, he hasn't announced. Clinton also said not only will Americans not recognize the country if Trump wins, she actually went on to say if any Republican wins the White House, Americans will not recognize our country. She made those comments on NBC's Today with anchor Willie Geist. Clinton said, quote, I think that could be the end of our democracy. Not to be pointed about it, but I want people to understand that this is a make or break point. All right. Coming up on 525 here on 77 WABC. New numbers are out from John Hopkins University on the new death toll right here in the United States regarding COVID-19 as, uh, of course, the Delta variant is swirling and now we have Omicron to deal with. The death toll in the United States from COVID is approaching 800,000. Now, that is the highest death toll in the world and more than the entire population of the state of North Carolina. Figures from John Hopkins University also list more than 49 million infections recorded to date. Those figures released on Sunday. If your child is five years of age and older, please get them vaccinated. We need to protect the children. This idea that children are not vulnerable at all is not so, George. I mean, certainly statistically, children do not get as severe disease as the adults, particularly the elderly. But if you look at the number of cases of children. Now, well over 2 million children from 5 to 11 have been infected. There have been over 8,000 to 9,000 hospitalizations and well over 100 deaths. If your child is five years of... All right, that's Dr. Anthony Fauci, of course, President Biden's infectious disease specialist, urging parents to get their kids vaccinated, you know, kids age five and up. And uh, Fauci also warned that annual boosters may be needed to combat the virus. Well, are anti-vaxxers responsible for the COVID spread? Former FDA Commissioner Dr. Scott Gottlieb asked that question on Face the Nation. Can we blame the unvaccinated for the spread? Is something else driving this? Well, the unvaccinated is certainly the individuals who are showing up in the healthcare system requiring advanced care. There probably is a reasonable amount of spread even among the vaccinated individuals at this point, particularly people who only have two doses of vaccine, probably are getting subclinical or mild infections and are contributing to the spread as well. But if we look at this time last year when we were dealing with a far less transmissible strain, we had about 120,000 hospitalizations. Now with a far more transmissible strain, perhaps a strain that's slightly more virulent, we have 60,000 hospitalizations. Still tragic, but the vaccines are having an impact on reducing hospitalizations and severe disease, which is really the thesis that we held out for these vaccines all along. All right. And as of Sunday, John Hopkins University says the death toll right here in the U.S. approaching 800,000. All right. 527 here at 77 WABC. And once again, Joe Nolan has traffic and transit. All righty. Good morning, Deb. Good morning again, everybody. And as you begin to head out there this morning, we've got a problem inbound at the George Washington Bridge and a big one as you begin to travel inbound the express lanes right out by exit 69 by Challenger Boulevard and overturned tractor trailer. The left lane is going to be out in the express lanes, the right lane in the locals. This happened, like I've been saying, about two and a half hours ago. They're in the process of getting 
it out of the way, but it'll probably be a little while longer. On the island, Jericho Turnpike closed northbound on Westbury Road in accident. Also, no number two service on the subways at 241st Street with police activity and alternate side of the street parking rules and regulations again today are in effect. This report of service of the U.S. Virgin Islands. The U.S. Virgin Islands is calling. No passport for U.S. citizens. No converting currency. No destination more inviting than St. Croix, St. John, and St. Thomas. They are beautiful. America's Paradise is calling out to you. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right. Thank you, Joe Nolan. He is absolutely the best. 528 here at 77 WABC. We've got you updated on the roads. Here's your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, our high 54. Good day to get out there and do some holiday shopping. Winds to 14 miles per hour, a little bit breezy. Tonight, mostly clear skies. The low will be down to 40. Nice day tomorrow. Sunshine, the high remains in the low 50s. The high tomorrow, 51. And then Wednesday, another nice, nice day. Partly sunny skies and the high of 53. So no snow inside as of right now. And that is your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Well, after 18 years, a very famous news anchor is making the switch. Chris Wallace, after 18 years, is leaving, leaving Fox for CNN. After 18 years, this is my final Fox News Sunday. It is the last time, and I say this with real sadness, we will meet like this. 18 years ago, the bosses here at Fox promised me they would never interfere with a guest I booked or a question I asked, and they kept that promise. I have been free to report to the best of my ability, to cover the stories I think are important, to hold our country's leaders to account. It's been a great ride. We've covered five presidential elections, interviewed every president since George H.W. Bush, traveled the world sitting down with France's Emmanuel Macron and Russia's Vladimir Putin. And I've gotten to spend Sunday mornings with you. It may sound corny, but I feel we've built a community here. There's a lot you can do on Sunday mornings. The fact you've chosen to spend this hour with us is something I cherish. But after 18 years, I have decided to leave Fox. I want to try something new to go beyond politics to all the things I'm interested in. I'm ready for a new adventure, and I hope you'll check it out. All right, so Wallace joining CNN's new CNN Plus, that new premium service launching in 2022. We'll be back after the break. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect the policies or positions of WABC Radio, its management, or its sponsors. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Rita Cosby here. I just finished a fascinating new book by Raj Rajaratnam called Uneven Justice, The Plot to Sink Galleon. Raj was the founder of the iconic hedge fund Galleon Group. Raj details a false narrative concocted by ambitious prosecutors, making him their scapegoat for the 2008 financial crisis. Read Rajaratnam's new book, Uneven Justice, The Plot to Sink Galleon, available wherever Fine books are sold. Listen to these super hit sounds from Red Apple Media Podcasts. Joan Hamburg's Let Me Tell You. We love the theater. It's the heart of New York City. Bernard McGurk's American Lives Matter. And you're talking politics, so now you're in the political arena. Rita Cosby's Protecting America. Because this is a hot issue. And 
so much more. Listen now. Go to WABCRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, WABC News time. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Now, here's Juliet Huddy and Frank Morano. Well, good Monday morning. I'm Deb Valentine in for Frank Morano and Juliet Huddy on this Monday morning. We're working our way to 6 o'clock where you will be joined by Bernie and Sid. Of course, uh, I've got a ton of things to uh, talk to you about today, so uh, keep it tuned here to 77 WABC. Let's get you updated on your news uh, from the weekend and, and through early this morning. Here's our top five at five. It's the top five at 530. All right. You'll be ready for your Monday by listening to us. A death toll nearing 100 after tornadoes ripped through America's heartland over the weekend, causing historic devastation in several states. Officials apparently turning the tables now on Empire actor Jussie Smollett. The Windy City, Chicago, plans to sue Smollett over his fake homophobic and racist attack in Chicago in 2019. And New York City's incoming Democratic mayor-elect Eric Adams vowing to honor whistleblower cop Frank Serpico. Anyway, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky bashing those new travel restrictions due to the Omicron variant. Paul told 77 WABC owner John Katzmatidis Sunday that the new restrictions won't stop the spread. Why don't you listen to this? Uncle Sam collected a record amount in taxes for the start of fiscal 2022. Now, that's actually October and November, to the tune of $565 billion, actually $565 billion plus. Despite that, the federal government under President Biden spent beyond the record haul. All right, WABC News Time, 534. Let's give you more details on our top story. So as you heard Friday night, tornadoes ripping through America's heartland leaving behind death, injury, and destruction. Twisters tearing through a total of a half dozen states, leaving behind hundreds of miles of devastation. Kentucky hardest hit. And Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir. I know we've lost more than 80 Kentuckians. That number is, is going to exceed more than 100. Uh, this is the deadliest tornado event we have ever had. I think it's going to be the, the longest and, and deadliest tornado event in U.S. history. Now, we know that one of these tornadoes was on the ground over 227 miles, and Jake, 200 were in Kentucky. I've got towns that are gone, that are just, I mean, gone. The, the, my dad's hometown, um, half of it uh, isn't standing. It is hard to describe. And the death toll in Kentucky, as far as we know this morning, now climbed to 94 alone. This is the deadliest storm in the state's history, and among the dead, a judge, a three-year-old boy among the casualties. Recovery efforts are continuing this morning. They hope to find people alive in the rubble. The twister derailed a freight train in Kentucky, too. And, uh, of course, Arkansas is seeing devastation as well. Here's Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. Uh, it's too early to tell on that, but uh, we have hundreds and hundreds of homes that have been lost businesses that have been totally destroyed. Uh, there's going to be, of course, uh, the shelter and other costs associated with it. And there's a lot of, of public uh, 
infrastructure that has been damaged through this, from fire stations to otherwise. Uh, I talked to President uh, Biden yesterday. He assured that they would cut through any red tape that was necessary. They want to help in the response. And uh, so that helps build confidence. We've got to make the assessment and then determine exactly what those dollar figures are. And it's too early to tell at this point. Mm-hmm. In looking and, uh, of course, yeah, Biden addressed the situation uh, from his home over the weekend, actually blaming the uh, climate change issue. We're going to be getting to more details on that very shortly. But I also want to tell you that the death toll, you may have heard about this over the weekend, at that Mayfield Consumer Products Factory in Kentucky, not as high as they originally feared. Eight people are confirmed dead, though. There are eight missing. More than 90 have actually been located. It was originally feared that 40 of these 110 workers were killed. At least 14 people are dead in four other states, of course, Arkansas, Missouri, Illinois, and Tennessee. So, yeah, over the weekend, President Joe Biden pointed to climate change when he talked about the uh, at least 30 tornadoes to hit these states Friday night. Speaking from Wilmington, Delaware, the president promised federal help as soon as possible after declaring an emergency and ordering assistance for Kentucky towns ravaged by the twisters. Here's Asa Hutchinson, the Arkansas governor, again. But what happens now is this is a very unusual event. It's almost like the tornado going through Arkansas picked uh, cities along the path. Many times there are more rural areas. Here we hit multiple towns causing enormous uh, loss of homes and businesses. So the recovery is going to be longer. Uh, I would encourage people to look at uh, their uh, American Red Cross, uh, the church groups that help us in providing uh, immediate housing, uh, but also water. And that's a way that everybody can help. All right. Here's actually what the president said quickly, because we're going to get to Joe. He said, all that I know is that the intensity of the weather across the board has some impact as a consequence of the warming of the planet and the climate change. Biden said the Pacific impact on these specific storms. I can't say at this point, but he's going to ask EPA and others to take a look. All right. Taking a look at traffic now. Joe Nolan. All right, Deb, we still have this problem coming inbound George Washington Bridge. It's actually in the local and express lanes, out 95, out by exit 68. So before the bridge, you know, between the, uh, when you leave the main line of the Jersey Turnpike heading into the George Washington Bridge, overturned tractor trailers in the express lanes. One lane is out in both the local and express as you come inbound, and we're starting to build up a little bit coming up to that. Now on the island, Jericho Turnpike, northbound is going to be shut down as you come into Old Westbury Road. And again, this because of a collision there, which is still in the process of being cleared. That's eastbound on Jericho Turnpike. And alternate side of the street, parking rules and regulations are in effect. Still no number two in and out of 241st Street with police activity. With traffic on the sevens, I'm Joe Nolan, Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right. Thank you, Joe Nolan. And uh, your weather from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center today, calling for sunshine, are high up to 54, some light winds to 14 miles per hour. The overnight low is 40, mostly clear skies. Another nice day. Tuesday, sunny, the high 51, partly sunny on Wednesday, the high 53. That is your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. WABC News Time coming up on 538. We're working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the Morning program. Stay tuned for that. Deb Valentine in for Frank Morano and Juliet Huddy. You might remember Serpico, 1973 biographical crime film. 
And, uh, of course, Frank Serpico is a cop with the NYPD. The story details Serpico's struggle with corruption within the New York City Police Department during his 11 years of service and his work as a whistleblower that led to the investigation by the Knapp Commission. Well, now, former cop and now incoming New York City mayor-elect Eric Adams plans to honor Serpico. Serpico exposed corruption within the department, and what happened was he was shot in his eye during a 1971 drug raid. His story inspiring that movie, Serpico, starring Al Pacino. Well, now what's happening is Adams plans to honor Serpico with a proper ceremony and medal, which was denied to him when he was a cop a half century ago now. Now, on Twitter, Adams announced that he will see to it that Serpico receives the Medal of Honor. Adams, of course, a former NYPD officer, said Serpico's bravery inspired his his law enforcement career, tweeting, we're going to make sure you get your due, Adams wrote on Saturday. And uh, so that that's very interesting. Of course, uh, Adams taking office uh, on January 1. Of course, this is the uh, end of the line for current Mayor Bill de Blasio, whose term expires December 31st. Well, the Republican senator is sounding the alarm over these new travel bans that have been put in place due to the Omicron variant, the COVID-19 variant, of course, as you know, originating in South Africa and has spread to the United States and around the globe. Kentucky Senator Rand Paul told 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis on 77 WABC on Sunday that these travel bans are not going to work. And, of course, business owners are upset over this, especially as they struggle to get back to normal and and make some money during the holiday season. Paul says these travel restrictions will not prevent the spread of the COVID-19 virus. Fauci's uh, impulse to authoritarianism is what I call it. His, his gut reaction, his immediate knee-jerk reaction to everything is to take away your liberty. I mean, look, all they had to hear was a sniff of this new variant from South Africa, and they're freaking out with all the new things they're going to require you to do. All right, so that's Paul telling 77 WABC owner John Katzmatidis he doesn't think that the these restrictions are going to work at all. Of course, Dr. Fauci, President Biden's top infectious disease expert. Well, the variant uh, has been reported now in at least half of U.S. states and in over 40 countries, Omicron variant. And uh, Senator Paul also criticizing President Biden's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci there. All right, federal tax collections have actually hit a new record for the first two months of the fiscal year. However, the federal government spending under the Biden administration outpacing the new record take. Uncle Sam collected more than $565 billion through November. Now, October and November, the first two months of what is the federal fiscal year. But under the Biden administration, they actually spent more money than they took in. And uh, for the months of October and November, as I said, they took in a huge haul, over $565 billion. But the feds actually spent more than $921 billion, with a B, dollars. That resulted in a huge continued deficit, $356 billion under Biden for the first two months of the year. 
Well, I mentioned it a moment or two ago. Of course, uh, business owners upset over this new mandate, uh, travel restrictions, and as well as the new mask and vax mandate. There is actually furor over Democratic New York Governor Hochul's new mask or vax mandate due to COVID-19. Business owners have been blasting her announcement that she made at the end of last week, saying it's like getting a lump of coal in their stocking for Christmas. What's happened is that Hochul has ordered retailers in New York State to mandate that workers and customers wear masks or they have to show proof of vaccinations, and that begins today. And retailers simply say it's another challenge for struggling businesses at the height of the holiday shopping season. 523 here at 77 WABC. Well, denials now from Russia's President Vladimir Putin. Putin last night denied, denied that Russia planned to seize territory territory from Ukraine despite a buildup of troops there. He even accused Britain and its allies of demolishing his country. Now, Putin's comments come in reaction to G7 ministers warning that Russia faces massive consequences if it invaded its neighbor. Now, countries, including the United States, have warned Russia of sanctions following that reported buildup of Russian troops at the Ukraine border. And through his official spokesperson, Dmitry Peskov, Putin said the accusations by Britain and its allies were, quote, once more being made with the aim of further demolishing Russia. All right, coming up to quarter of the, of the hour, coming up to 545, Deb Valentine in for Juliet Huddy, as well as Frank Morano. All right, one more story for you before we get to some weather and some traffic for you in sports. This may come to no surprise to you. Crime up again in New York City. Now, officials say November saw a huge jump in subway robberies and overall felonies underground. That, according to new statistics that are out ahead of today's MTA Transit Committee meeting. Now, they show that felony robberies more than doubled from October to November of this year, from 40 to 88. And overall felonies, including grand larceny and assault, jumped 45% month over month, according to these new documents. All right, WABC News Time 546, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunny day today, our high 54, winds to 14 miles per hour. Clear skies tonight, the low down to 40. Sunny day tomorrow, a high of 51. We've got another nice day for you on Wednesday, partly sunny skies and a high of 53. And that is your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the morning program coming up at 6 o'clock here on 77 WABC. Taking a look at the NBA, Milwaukee over the Knicks by a score of 112 to 97. A win for the Brooklyn Nets over Detroit, 116 to 104. Nashville skating past the Rangers, NFL action. Lost for the Jets to New Orleans by a score of 30 to 9. And the Giants fell to the Chargers, 37 to 21. NFL action today. The LA Rams at Arizona at 8.15 tonight. And I'm sure Sid's going to be talking a lot more in sports coming up at six o'clock. All right. 547 here at 77 WABC. Deb Valentine in for Frank Morano and Juliet Huddy. And now we join Joe Nolan with traffic and transit. 
All right, Deb, we're going to go to the George Washington Bridge, like I've been telling you about all morning long. Inbound I-95, the express lanes, and overturned tractor trailer right near exit 68. Now, one lane is out in both the local and express lanes coming inbound, although it doesn't look like it is really building up, at least not yet. I think a lot of people are hearing about this and getting out of the way. I mean, it's slow getting through there. There's no doubt about that, but it's not that horrible built-in traffic. Tappan Sea Bridge looks to be in pretty good shape this morning. Same thing at the Lincoln and Holland Tunnels, although those are building normally on long island jericho turnpike northbound all lanes are closed at old country road overnight accident and accident investigation that continues mass transit running right on or close to schedule except for the subways again uh, the number two service north of 242 there is uh, a bit of a problem and alternate side is in effect this report a service to discover discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year it's amazing because discover's accepted at 99 percent of places in the u.s that take credit cards learn more discover.com slash yes i'm joe nolan traffic on the sevens talk radio 77 wabc all right thank you joe nolan 548 here at 77 wabc well outgoing new york city mayor bill de blasio term ends december 31st not completely on board with this new law allowing non-citizens to vote in municipal elections it has caused a lot of controversy here in the big apple The Democratic mayor not only briefly talked about his decision to sign the bill allowing non-citizens to vote during an interview with Fox News Sunday. He also said he has issues with it. Now, on Fox News Sunday, the mayor admitted he's not 100 percent behind allowing non-citizens to vote here in New York City. But he then quickly avoided further comments, switching to what he said was a more pressing concern dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. So I'm going to argue to you that mandates work and it's time since I put mandates in place in New York City starting in August. We've seen over a million more doses, Uh, 71% of our people fully vaccinated. A lot of those people made the decision because the mandate was there and it was the thing that moved them. And it's it's keeping people alive. So I, I do agree with you, we have to take all the factors into account, but we've proven that mandates work And now we're up against a new enemy with this new variant. We've got to have a strategy to fight back. And de Blasio did say, though, he does think that there are some big legal questions surrounding this bill. It would allow roughly 800,000 non-citizens here in New York City to vote in citywide elections, including green card holders and those with work authorization provided that they have lived in New York City for at least 30 consecutive days before an election. Of course, the city council passed that last week. So de Blasio has said he's uh, forming a committee to look into running for New York governor. He has not actually made a decision yet. He was also asked on Fox News Sunday if he will run for the position of New York governor. 28% had a favorable opinion, 55% unfavorable. Mayor, do you really have a shot? Chris, uh, that poll you showed, that horse race, that reminds me of pretty much every election I've ever been in. I've been an underdog many, many times. It's not where you start, it's where you finish. And and elections are a chance to tell people your vision and and what you've done. My vision is that we've got to change a lot of things in this state. All right, de Blasio there yesterday. has a whole run for New York governor, of course, uh, last week. State Attorney General. 
Letitia James, who issued that scathing report on former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, recently said that she is not actually going to run for governor of New York after announcing that she would. She said last week instead she will, of course, focus on ongoing investigations that her office is involved in. All right, 551 here at 77 WABC. Deb Valentine in for Frank Marano and Juliet Huddy. Coming up to Bernie and Sid at 6 o'clock. Well, New York City taxpayers are on the hook for overtime salaries of New York City sanitation workers to the tune of 100000 bucks or more per worker, 94 workers. It has cost some salaries within the sanitation department to approach $300,000. Blame game here. The city is blaming this whopping overtime, these whopping overtime salaries on overtime during COVID-19. So some 94 sanitation workers have, according to the Post, pocketed 100000 bucks plus in overtime. That includes workers out on the street and supervisors hauling in massive OT last year. And uh, this, of course, is according to payroll records. Now, by comparison, in the 2019-2020 fiscal year, just six, not 94, just six sanitation employees reaped in six figures. And nobody hit that salary level in the 2018-2019 year. All right, bail reform is rearing its ugly head again. A serial pickpocket busted again, but yes, released. So this guy's been arrested more than 30 times. Gary Teasley is this guy's name. He's 65 years old, and cops say he is known to dress to the nines during his alleged crime. So nobody would suspect that he's a potential pickpocket. Arrested again for pickpocketing at Rockefeller Center, and then, yes, released. Now, police say this latest arrest targeted unsuspecting tourists at the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. But the ex-con, Gary Teasley, didn't even get slapped with a supervised release restriction, much less bail following his latest arrest. Now, in this latest bust, Teasley was charged with allegedly trying to rob a 71-year-old tourist from Massachusetts who came in to see the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree, which uh, is said to be the sky's favorite haunt at this time of year, sources say. So again, another uh, sounding of the bell for bail reform reform within the New York State Legislature. You may not be surprised by this one either. Bad grades once again for POTUS. Americans responding to a new poll is done by ABC News, a public opinion poll. Hammer President Joe Biden over big issues like inflation, crime, as well as the sinking economy. The only positive response comes from a little bit to do his response to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'll tell you about it. So this new poll released Sunday finds 69% of Americans give Biden a thumbs down when it comes to inflation. Only 28% approving. 57% disapprove of Biden's handling of the economy and the economic recovery. Weighing in on this, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, on these dismal numbers. I don't think the country's confused. There, there are two polls this week that really struck me. One was uh, somebody asked the question of Democrats, who would you like to see run in 2024? And only 22% of them mentioned Joe Biden. All right. And the president was actually asked by Jimmy Fallon if he even pays attention to these polls. How, how much do you pay attention to approval ratings? 
Well, not anymore. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I was paying attention in the, in the mid-60s. Now I'm in the mid-40s. I don't pay attention anymore. All right. And Biden also gets poor marks for his handling of gun violence. With 66% of respondents in this ABC public opinion poll disapproving, 32% approve crime, 61% disapprove, 36% approve, and on immigration, 63% disapprove, 34% approve. The president's job approval ratings have been tanking since August. Coming up on 556 here at 77 WABC, we'll have Joe Nolan with weather with your traffic coming up at 557. One more story for you. Senior Senator Lindsey Graham calling out Democrats. He says Democrats must quit lying over their Build Back Better agenda. The Congressional Budget Office says the bill would add a whopping $3 trillion to the federal deficit. Between historic highs in inflation, the true cost of the bill now being known, the effect on the deficit, the total cost of the bill, these two things combine to kill Build Back Better unless you're completely insane. Unless you're so ideologically driven, you don't give a damn about the numbers. That you're so blind to your government, your dream of growing the government, that you're not listening to the facts. Joe Manchin, I believe, will listen to the facts. The radical left could care less. They are on a mission to pass this monstrosity come hell or high water. I think today we show that this their twin daggers aimed at the heart of the American economy. Between soaring inflation and the true cost of Build Back Better, these are two daggers that will stab the economy in the heart and destroy the ability of working people to make it in this country. All right, Graham, they're calling for the U.S. House of Representatives, too, to revote on this massive spending package. Of course, the U.S. Senate voted it down last week. And uh, that Congressional Budget Office report released last week estimated that the Build Back Better Act would increase the federal deficit by $3 trillion over 10 years if all of these included provisions were made permanent. Now, the South Carolina senator also mentioned that Democratic Senator Joe Manchin out of West Virginia had told him the bill was full of gimmicks. Well, our traffic reporter, Joe Nolan, certainly not full of gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> we have, it depends have tru- on what day it is. <laughs> Trouble at the bridge. Yeah, we got a, this is going to be, this has been here for a while now, and it, it's a couple hours, and it's going to be here probably for a little while longer. As you come inbound of the George Washington Bridge, I-95 approach, again, this is an overturned tractor trailer. It's between exit 68 and 69. Now, one lane is out, both the local and express lanes, as you come inbound of the bridge, so just be aware of that. Jericho Turnpike northbound still shut down at Old Country Road. Overnight accident, accident investigation, they are working on that. And we still have trouble on the subways. There's still no number two service from 241st Street. That because of police activity and alternate side of the street parking rules again today are in effect. The support of service of Indeed.com. Take the shortcut to your next great hire. When you sponsor a job on Indeed, Instant Match immediately delivers a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic on the 7th Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, thank you, Mr. Nolan. 
Mellon and your mm-hmm. forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunny today, our highs 54, light winds to 14 miles per hour, mostly clear overnight. The lows 40, sunshine tomorrow, the high 51. Another nice day on Wednesday. Wow, for your last minute holiday shopping and decorations, whatever you're doing. Partly sunny on Wednesday, the high 53. So that's your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Oh, more trouble surrounding Chris Cuomo, the brother of disgrace, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. His uh, Chris Cuomo's CNN producer is now charged with allegedly luring girls for sexual training, according to the New York Post. A veteran CNN producer who worked uh, shoulder to shoulder with the ex-anchor Chris Cuomo has been indicted now on charges of allegedly luring young girls to his Vermont ski house for alleged sexual subservience training. Authorities say John Griffin of Stamford, Connecticut, is charged in this indictment. 559 here at 77 WABC. Coming up to Bernie and Sid at 6. And lastly, famed author Anne Rice has died. She was author of the best-selling Interview with the Vampire. She died at the age of 80 late Saturday. Her son, Christopher Rice, announced his mother's passing on her Facebook page and his Twitter account. In our final hours, I sat beside her hospital bed, he said, announcing her death. And, of course, uh, this uh, this book portrayed in a TV series on AMC and AMC Plus in 2022. So that's coming up, her 1976 novel, Interview with the Vampire, later adapted uh, into a movie starring Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt in 1994. All right, Deb Valentine in for Frank Morano. And Juliet Huddy with the early news. Bernie and Sid coming up at 6 o'clock right here on 77 WABC.